So again, Blake, thanks for coming. I do appreciate it, man. Anytime anyone, even though you're close, I mean, I've had people come from like, you know, Akron, you know, I had a, a rap duo come up a little while ago, Free Black. They were amazing, but I, I'm from Akron. I know that drive. I'm always happy when anyone's like, yes, I'll take time out of my day to do this. I always get pumped for that. It was a bonus that I found out that you lived in Lakewood. <laughs> like if you said I live in Painesville, I probably would have still done the podcast. Uh, I would have thought about it. Yeah. I would have uh, maybe have not fast either. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe not have done it on a Monday night. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lakewood, we're in Lakewood. This is, uh, these are my old stomping grounds from when I was in my twenties. Uh, my buddy used to live up the street from you. Um, and he had a house uh, that he, he owned the entire house and he rented out the upstairs. So he was, he lived in the downstairs. Very Lakewood. And he, he bought this thing right out of college. Like, we, we graduated from Kent State. He was a little older than me. So he graduated first, bought this house in Lakewood. So it became the place to be, the party house, when we were in our 20s. And we, I mean, he just had so many people that would just stay there for free. Um, and he was so generous about it. Uh, and there was one night, like, all his only rule was, please don't wake me up in the middle of the night. Like, I don't care what you do. I don't care how late you stay out. But just, you, actually, he did care how late we stay out. Please be back by 11, you know, if you want a spot on the couch that night. And so, yeah, no problem. And there was this one night where I was with this girl who lived with her dad. Uh, I don't remember where she lived. It was somewhere uh, near the, the shoreway. And I really, really was into this girl. And we went somewhere... I don't know. We went somewhere uh, near Edgewater Park and we just sat and it was a, a summer night and we sat looking at the lake and then we started making out. And then I look at to see what time it is. And it's like 10 minutes to 11. It's like, what do I do now? I don't want to not spend any time with this girl. I want to I want to spend as much time with her as possible, but I'm not going to have a place to stay tonight. And I'm, you know, just out of college. I don't have any money. I can't go get a hotel room or anything like that. So I Stayed with her maybe for another hour, dropped her off at, at home. Like I said, she lived with her dad, so I couldn't stay there. And I just drove uh, up the road there and and parked, and I stayed overnight in my car in the back seat. Oh, yeah, I've done that. In you've, fact, s you've slept on this street? Oh, I've slept. I, I have slept. <laughs> no, wait a minute. You live here. Why are you sleeping? Oh, not in recently. <laughs> not recently. Why but, are you sleeping the, on the street? But that story you just said, I've done that. I have slept in my car in so many different places because I mean, good for you. You were even kind of thinking ahead. I'd have been like, oh, that's a problem for midnight. It's yeah. 10. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to address this right now. I'm going to focus on this girl and that's it. Cause this is just amazing. I'm glad any girl wants to spend time with me. There was never a time where I was just like, Oh, I got to get out of here an hour. I'm like, I don't care. That's, yeah. a, that's not a problem I'm going to worry about right now. I'll worry about when she leaves, then I'm going to worry about where I have to sleep. And then, but my thinking would be kind of just what you just said. Like, yeah, but I have a car. It's yeah. just like a bed with wheels. I'll it's, just get in that thing. And it was summertime. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I, I do vividly remember waking up, staring at the, the top of, you know, the inside of my car, <laughs> looking out the window behind me and this woman walking her dog, down the street and she looks inside the car and like what the hell is going on in there oh i've had that yeah yeah i've had that i've had cops do that yeah uh, I, i'm, I'm happy like... no one called the cops and then my friend the next morning is like why didn't you just come to the to the door and it's like well you had the rule you said no one 
don't ring the doorbell. Don't w- wake you up at 11 o'clock at night. I wasn't going to do that. Uh, see, I was being a good friend. You're a way better. I'd have yeah. been like, I'd, just been, I'd be kicking that door like, I, don't, I know your rule. <laughs> I have a good reason. And quite frankly, I think if you hear my version, you're going to be on my side. Because quite frankly, if I'm the other guy, if I'm just like, I know I said that, but you're with a girl. I, yeah, yeah. You, you can't. You can't. You can't. I can't get in the way of love. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, but I'm. I'm oh, I a, wouldn't have cared. Yeah. I am a loyal friend, and I'm very obedient. I had That's a brutal me. group of friends, though. Like I How still so? do. I will just. I mean, there was no. We weren't. They weren't supportive. They supportive, were, yeah, but not considerate. I mean, we, <laughs> you know, we weren't just like, oh man, I, I really hope. I'm sorry if I was too loud last night. I'm like, tough shit. You shouldn't have gone to bed. Yeah. You know, it was just, and it's, and it, especially when you talk about like that, the, those first couple of years out, out of college, you're not necessarily out of college. You have uh-huh. a little bit more money and you don't really have a curfew and you don't have classes right. to worry about. You have something else to worry about, but yeah, it was just, it was just a different set of rules and I had a little bit more money and, and I felt like a big shot, even though yeah. I wasn't, I was making like. I think the first job out of college, I was making like twenty one grand a year, oh, which yeah. I was making more bartending. Yeah. I was, I really was. I went from bartending to a, a really, really dog shit, terrible sales job, and I hated every second of it. And uh, but my dad just kept saying like, "Yeah, man, but you don't want to bartend for the rest of your life. You, mm-hmm. you, you're gonna have to do some shit jobs, and then you're gonna start kind of building up and build whatever." But that's what it was, and man, as soon as someone put, and I didn't understand math or money, so when someone's like twenty one grand a year, I'm like, holy shit, yeah, what, what am I gonna buy? You're just walking into clubs, making it rain, yeah, and then like sure. you know, and then the check comes, I'm just like, fuck, this is not a lot of money, and then like my dad sat me down and I was like, well. Being that you're young and stupid and, you know, you just you've worked on you've lived on one dollar bill tips for like the last three years. (laughs) Let me tell you just kind of how it is, because every job I ever had, I think up until that point, has been some type of like serving job. Mm -hmm. So most I wasn't really paying a lot of taxes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I certainly wasn't reporting it. So like, did you did you pay Rita when you first uh, lived in Lakewood? I don't even know what that is. Okay. I, I don't want to get you in I mean, trouble. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, we paid in full. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, I like, found Is that out. A stripper? I didn't uh, know what that was. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, she was just some lady that lived in Lakewood, and yeah, no, I, it's a, it's some sort of a tax in Lakewood. I, I don't even know if it still exists. I don't know if if because this is over twenty years ago now. Okay, but I I had found out that I wasn't paying Rita, and it was obviously all my fault. But because, you know, ignorance is not, you know, it's that's a judge is not going to understand that. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss if you're ignorant for your entire life, unfortunately, usually. So I'm going to say that whatever I had to pay, I did pay because like one of our our best friends, they live in Lakewood and she is an accountant. It's my wife's best friend from high school. They've known each other their whole lives. So I don't even take chances with that. Like I get stuff in the mail all the time, you know, sometimes from Lakewood and I'm, and I just take a (laughs) screenshot and I send it over. I'm like, do I have to pay this? And uh, a lot of times she'll be like, you already, it's okay. We took care of that. And I'm like, cool. Or she'll like, yes, you have to pay that. You should have already paid that. I'm like, that's why we have you. Yeah, you know, I solve the problems I can solve, which are very few. And like where to sleep if you can't have a like that's if someone needs to sleep in their car, I give them the right street to go to. I'm but thinking, like taxing. Yeah, that's not me. I'm thinking we're very similar. It seems like Super. we've we've structured our lives where we invite people into our lives that can take 
care of our lives better than we can. The most successful people in the world are the ones that surround themselves with the right people. Yes. I'm not saying I'm successful, but I know how to avoid some pitfalls because I, I've I've strategically placed certain friends. Like someone comes into my life and they're like, "Oh, I'm a pediatrician." I'm like, oh, "You might come in handy." And someone's <laughs> like, "Well, I'm studying. You know, I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm a I'm a lawyer." I'm like, "I got a lawyer. I don't need another lawyer." In oh my fact, god! In fact, that's going to be conflicting. So you can go. I should meet some of your friends because. I'm a little uh, top-heavy right now with engineer friends. So if you need an engineer friend, I can trade you an engineer friend, uh, maybe for a lawyer friend. I, got, I don't I have got one like of those. three engineers. Honestly, <laughs> I know. I'm at capacity for engineers. <laughs> and the only reason I have three is because they're all family. They're not friends. <laughs> I would have started kicking engineers out a long time ago. I'm yeah. like, I need a zookeeper. Yeah. You know, I need somebody. You can, I, we need some cooler jobs here. Like, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I can't I'm, benefit from you teaching. <laughs> I might be able to hook you up with a zookeeper. So I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. A zookeeper I would love. This is almost like fantasy football. Like, we're, we're oh, kind of yeah. like I would trade friends. If <laughs> I had friends of more, like, value, I would trade them. All, I, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Because I don't really play fantasy football, but I would do that with real people. Yeah. I think there's a lot of value in that. I think if someone, yeah, same thing. If someone's like, I'm studying to be like, what kind of a lawyer? I have a criminal lawyer. Are you any type of other lawyer that can maybe i can benefit from like are yeah. you an ambulance chaser i don't sure. have one of those yeah you know i'm sure there's times that i could have sued and made some money or got some hush money are you that kind of lawyer no yeah. i don't really understand why we're still talking then yeah like i can't when you're like i'm an entertainment lawyer i'm like i don't think that's gonna come up for me and then on the flip side i am of no use to any of my friends like uh, just not not even a little oh, bit. oh i'm not either I, i'm not yeah and, and my the only use that they that i have to them is uh they're like, we'd love to come on your podcast. I'm like, no, no one's going to understand. <laughs> the only thing that we're going to talk, you and I are going to understand what we're talking about. No one else will. It's not our, our stories when we were drunk is not entertaining. It's not even entertaining to me anymore. Like, so what are we going to talk about? You've, yeah. You're a pharmaceutical sales rep. Well, that is fucking exciting. <laughs> like, what are we going to talk about? So yeah. I also don't have any kind of like value that I can yeah. add outside of just, you know, off you know, just sarcasm and, and just, you know, apathy. I, I used to be able to things that I run on. I used to be able to get friends free concert tickets. Can't do that anymore. You know, that's that's one of the things that has changed in the radio industry over 20 years is they have cracked down on free stuff basically, you know. So concert tickets used sometimes... to be they used to have stacks of them yeah. at radio stations. Now you have to go through an auditor just to get concert tickets now. Yeah, um I can get stuff like that, but if I do, I'm taking it like I, I <laughs> right. mean, like I have a lot of, I've had plenty of like different musicians and fighters and comics. Like I can get a lot of stuff and get invited to shows and that, but I'm not giving that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll take that. Mm -hmm. You know, that'll be mine. I'm not going to be like, I got this amazing thing, but you've been such a good friend. I would like you to enjoy it. No, fuck. No, no, <laughs> it's mine. This is my time to shine. Yeah. So yeah, still no value. Uh, <laughs> yeah in fact my wife provides more value my wife is really good about winning tickets on social media we oh, just we just did uh this coming saturday we're going to northfield to watch uh a podcast a live podcast of how did this get made mm -hmm. um which is one of my favorite podcasts it's the guys from the league like andre i don't know if you ever watched that show but uh it's it's a bunch of them jason uh Matsukas. it's just these guys from the show basically reviewing really bad movies and just okay. joking around about it and it's called how did it because you're like how the hell did this get made uh -huh. and that's what it is and my wife just won tickets so we're gonna go see that she's uh, great at that oh i gotta i gotta check that out it's really really good um yeah my wife uh 
similar thing where I think most of my friends probably prefer my wife over me. I know my friends prefer my wife. Yeah. Because, you know, if someone, if like a friend of ours walks into our house and like I have a real problem, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't have a solution right away. Even if I did, it's, I don't offer it right away. First, I'm just like, is there something funny about this? Yeah. I'm going to alert you to what I find funny about it and then I will help. Yeah. My wife would just be like, how can we help? <laughs> she'll, so, she'll provide the answers. Yeah. She She's bypasses the, the, yeah, she bypasses the childish effect and goes right to the adulting. Right. And, uh, which I still have not conquered yet, but that's mm. what it is. Um, okay. Sorry. I do this sometimes for like 12 minutes in. I haven't even introduced you. <laughs> I No, I, you know, I'm so bad at that, man. I really am. Cause I start going and I forget. I haven't even said your name. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. It's because I really enjoy though, this, this type of format. Um, you know, first off, thank you for inviting me yeah, to course. be a part of this. Of course. Um, when I first, when I, when I came back to Cleveland, um, I wanted to find podcasts that I thought were really, you know, plugged into, you know, what's going on in the city. You know, I, I mean, there's, there's plenty of, of, you know, popular national podcasts that I'm into, but I really wanted to find some good local podcasts. And thanks to Scene Magazine, um, naming you one of the top five Cleveland podcasts. Is that what it is? Or, yeah, or yeah. Are, are you number one? I'm number one. I didn't number want to correct one. you, but, I mean, since you brought it up, yeah, number one. Number <laughs> one. And so yeah. that's, that's how I discovered your podcast, and I've been listening, and then uh, you sent a nice note uh, to have me on. But I, I love what you do. Like I'm interested in 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 what you do because it's really to me, at least in in from my perspective, it's radio with all without all the other stuff that you have to do. You know, I yeah, I appreciate that, and yeah, I, I I've a, one of the reasons that I did reach out to you, not just because it's Bill Ryan Q104. I'm just gonna move past that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I'm just gonna keep talking and not say your name. Uh, but again, Bill Ryan, thank you so much for coming. But the thing that I was always so fascinated about, about kind of what you do is you're in spurts and mm-hmm. like, I have like an elongated way to, to kind of do these things. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, you're like doing like kind of quick hits in between mm-hmm. me, which right. I, and it's every single day. Like that's, that's difficult to me. I, I think that that would be, and you do it. And a lot of people that are in your, your state that have been going for so long and, and you'll have the experience can do that. And, and make it sound effortless, but it, it does. It just sounds like little quick conversations in between. Mm-hmm. Like when I was listening to yours on uh, on on uh, Apple, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know how how long are you on in, in, throughout the day? Like like for your show, how long are you on? Uh, we're from six a.m. to ten a.m. Okay, so that's four hours. But your your uh, the the audio of you and uh, 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 your, your co-host is maybe forty to fifty minutes, right? Um, but it's quick little hits in between. Mm-hmm. I really, I've always been fascinated with that. I remember listening to that, like, you know, on the way to school when my dad was driving me, you know, to, to uh, up until really just recently. And it's because I don't listen just because I don't never in the car anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've always been amazed with that. So for- it's just, I, I'm going to tell you that anybody could do it. It's just retraining your mind to think that way. Like for example, um, you know, when, when I do these long podcasts, it, that's why I really enjoy them because it's, yeah. it's the freedom to open up and you can have uh, a, uh, an authentic 
conversation with somebody and Agreed. it's in a lot a lot of times a stream of consciousness where if i were to do this on the radio uh, I can't tell you how many corporate executives would be, you know, emailing me or contacting me later that day. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they they want you to get to the point. So the the rules are different in radio. Podcasting is so much more fun. Now I, uh, I started doing a little uh, podcasting a few years ago, and and that's that's where the fun is for me. It's when you're listening to a podcast and it feels like it's just a bunch of uh, friends sitting around and just having a, a, a genuine conversation that's um you know that's where the enjoyment comes in for me now as far as what i do on the radio it's really just just retraining your mind to think that way and um trying to be as creative as you can within those small parameters yes. that you've been given like here i've got to be creative in 15 seconds go <laughs> and what you and you you said it you said it maybe about forty seconds ago. You're like, but it's it, it's almost it's like getting to the point. Yeah, and like like because you're capped. Right. You're almost like, yeah, I want you to do this. You got to do this, but you got to do it in the next ninety seconds. Yes. If, and even, so even and this, so on someone, this podcast yeah. today, I'm never going to get to the point. Like, Good. I never do either. There will be no points uh, that I will be. Uh, 170 <laughs> episodes. I hadn't made one point yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> Congratulations on 170 episodes too. Ah, thanks. Yeah, that's it's, that's it's something. Fun. I mean, I don't. I, I know a lot of podcasts that have started and then stopped. Sure, um, plenty. It's very, very common. Yeah. I, I've started other ones with other people, and I can think of four or five that I've worked with to kind of get going. Anywhere from 10 to 20, maybe 30 at the most, and they stop. Mm -hmm. um, but I dig it. I don't I don't really think this doesn't – this is just go, like going to happy hour for me. Yeah. Like, this is not a chore. The hardest thing is just scheduling people. That's it. The rest of the stuff's easy. I, I, I don't view this as a chore at all. And I think that's why, but like to, to, to kind of like, even like right now, say if I did last night, my episode was about 150, 150 Christ, an hour and 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. If someone came to me and said, great episode, I need you to take 45 minutes off that. I'd be like, Oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, I could just cut the last 45 minutes off, but if I had to do this, I would definitely have to retrain. Like you said, retrain my mind. If someone's mm -hmm. like, like if someone came to me and said, Hey man, we like what you do. I want you to do it on the radio. But you got to do it in an hour, which means you really only get 41 minutes. Mm -hmm. Can you do that? I'd be like, I can. It ain't going to be the same, though, mm -hmm. because in my opinion, you can't like when you see like an interview with someone like and you you, you probably know this better than anybody. You can't really get to know someone that well in like a 10 minute interview. Mm -hmm. I don't even really think you get to know them that well in an hour and a half, to be perfectly honest. But in an hour and a half, the way I do it, their personality starts coming out and then they do a callback to a joke you made 30 minutes ago or something mm -hmm. like that. And then you kind of start seeing the way that they kind of, kind of like what makes them tick. Mm -hmm. And that's the interesting part to me. But if I had to condense that, yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I think it's just repetition. Uh, I've been doing it for so long now. I think yeah. I have a pretty good edit button now. And uh, yeah, I've just been doing it for so long. I think that, I think it, the more that you did it, the better you would get at it. Just like with anything. No, you're probably, oh, no, I'm, I'm sure you're right about that. I think for me, I would just be like, ugh. I think it would scare me right away, and then I'm. It, it might be less fun oh, than than what you're doing now. Probably, but I, I will say this though: um, when in in radio, let's say I have a six minute bit, you know, I could do a six minute bit that sounds like it's twelve minutes, or I could do a six minute bit that feels like two. It's really how entertaining are you, uh, and I think that's that's the first thing that when when you're when you're doing a radio show and you're putting it together. Go for entertaining first, and then go back and do the editing 
Okay, after that. I think I know what you're talking about. I'll, I'll liken to it if I'm seeing a really good movie or a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. If I'm seeing a really good movie and then it ends, I'm like, Jesus, it's over already? Yeah. I was, I was really into it. Mm-hmm. If I'm seeing a really bad movie that's only like 90 minutes long, and I'm like, Jesus, how long is this movie? <laughs> exactly. So I think I, I think I see what you're what you're saying. Like, you can make yeah. something that's, that is, is, like you said, six minutes mm-hmm. seem like it's two if you're enjoying yourself and if it's, if it's hitting. Sure. But if it's not... That six minutes couldn't seem like 12. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is a, I mean, that is for sure. That is a talent. A hundred percent. That is a talent. And again, that's why I've always been fascinated with, with people on the radio because of that. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to think like if something spontaneous happens, mm-hmm. uh, like you and your, co- I'm sorry, I'm blanking on your co-host name. Oh, her name is Morgan. Morgan. That was, she's it. wonderful. Yes. Yes. Yo, you guys into the, your back and forth is effortless. And then that's what made it even more impressive to me is that when you guys are talking about everyday things yeah. like when you talk when she was talking about like i mean a lot of things in the last week everything you guys said i was like yeah i, I, I get that it's like you're know, having to sleep with the air on you were like how is your air on i'm like i yeah. would have my air on right now yeah. i like sleeping when it's kind of you know cold i dig that or the uh you know the, the haunted house all those things but you're doing these casual conversations but yeah. you're capped and that's the thing that's kind of if something happens or one of you says something and the other one reacts now you're like okay mm-hmm. let's go let's see where this goes but still we have a cap that's very difficult there's definitely an art to it and i think that uh well first of all the fact that morgan and i can do it right now and we've only been working together for 8 months 9 months for us to have these for us to actually have these casual conversations um, is is a wonder to me, and I'm and that's why I'm so thankful that when I came back to Cleveland, I was paired with her. You came back in May. Uh, I came back actually came back in July of last year. Okay, so I've been back for uh, a year and a few months. Okay, uh, but I've only been on the radio back on the radio since um, February. That, so we got. I think that's what I'm thinking. We of. got okay. paired up in uh, in February, but for. For the two of us to have the type of chemistry that we have, especially, um, you know, there's an age uh, gap between us. Uh, I'm older. She's younger. Um, and uh, I think that's why the show kind of works, because I'm immensely fascinated with her and, and the things that she cares about. Uh, and I think yeah, she I at least mean. pretends like she's interested in, in the things that I'm talking about. And so we make it work. But to go back to what you were saying is when we're doing our segments, it's not like I'm looking at a clock, but I think that I've been doing this so long that alarm. You have an internal clock. Internal clock goes off and it's like, okay, now I got to find my exit ramp and I need to get out of this. Which, and I, again, I know it comes with time, but mm-hmm. I also, I don't think that, I think you had mentioned that anyone, I don't think anyone can do that. I, I really, really don't. I don't think anyone can do a lot of things. <laughs> I, I real. Well, I'm, I'm living proof. But I think I, I think like I am. I think I'm severely limited in what I can do. I, I do. I, but I think there are things that I do yes. well. Um, but there are other things. If you put it in front of me, no, I can't. There, the list of things that I can't do is much longer than the the things that I can do, um, and the, the ability to to. Uh, start talking on the radio and know when to get out is just fundamentally useless in the real world. You know, it's not like I can, you know, be at, uh, I'm having conversation with someone and then, you know, if it's a boring conversation, I can't just play a song, you know, <laughs> or go into a just commercial. Just start singing. Yeah. <laughs> just start singing a song. 
like outro music yeah. when everyone will know this is when he's no longer interested in what I'm talking about. Yeah. He just starts singing Aerosmith or something. Yeah, sorry, I had to play a song here. Sorry about that. I'll be we'll rejoin this conversation in about four minutes and thirty two seconds. Just roughly. enough time for me to think of a reason to get the <laughs> hell out of here. <laughs> to get out. The, sh- the show must end. Uh yeah. So fundamentally useless in, in real life situations, but uh for the radio. But incredibly valuable for what you're doing. I mean I, that's I a difficult suppose thing. So. I, I think it is. I do. It's the same thing with uh, like like uh, people who are good at uh, giving presentations or speeches. Mm. Some people don't have a problem with that. You can get better at it with practice. Sure. I still think that's a personality trait, though. I think some people just get up there, and it's just not that big a deal. Other people get up there, and they cannot stop counting how many people are looking at them. I really do think that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't remember... If I ever had that fear of being up in front of people, I don't think I ever did. I think maybe that helped to yeah. not. I I've always had a no fear kind of attitude. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to radio, uh, and especially back in the day, because this is my second uh, my second tour of duty with Q one hundred four. That's right. You were like in like the nineties, like early two thousand was your mm-hmm. first stint, and then yeah. you came back. Okay. Yeah. So I I started in. Uh, 1996 and i started working mornings uh on q104 right around 2000 now we were uh it was a much different show back in 2000 uh danny chekalinski was the host back then and then we had a myriad of uh female co-hosts uh sally spitz and then maria farina and carol oh, i remember Ch- maria farina yeah yeah i worked Kinda with hard some not to the, the name <laughs> yeah i worked with some legends uh of, of cleveland radio and then carol chandler was uh do you remember carol chandler i from do yes. channel three she was uh there for a while and um and it was just a, a much different show back then now back then we used to try to do things to get people's attention we would uh try to do things to uh i don't want to say shock people that's not but it it yeah, that's what we were trying to do. We were trying to get noticed by doing things like, for instance, uh, and and I talked about this on a, a podcast that I did a few weeks ago. I stole a golf cart from a golf course, I think in Berea, and I just drove it right off the course and drove about 13 miles to a McDonald's in North Ridgeville where I had time to order breakfast before the cops came to pick me up. So... Having to do stuff like that in my job gave – I had to have no fear of doing anything um, because the, the things that, that I would do, I, we, we would just do – I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. So it, it would be can you go to Home Depot with a weed whacker? How many, how many beds of flowers at Home Depot can you take out with a weed whacker before somebody stops oh, you? Oh, shit. Things like that. We would just come <laughs> up with these concepts, and then I would go out and do them. And I would have to do them for real, so I would have to have no fear. And, and back then, I, my, only, my only mission, my, my attitude was I just want to make people laugh. I just want to have people enjoy what they're listening to. And so I, whatever it was, I would do it. Well, that's so. It was almost like it was Jackass before Jackass actually came out. Like it, we were like a a pre Jackass type radio show. Yeah. No, and that's 
Well, you definitely would have to be fearless because I would be just losing my mind about to weed whack a bunch of. <laughs> I, I'd be like, I can't believe, I can't, I got to get my life together. I have got. <laughs> how did I end up here? <laughs> like, why am I doing this? Yeah, but that I, I understand. Yeah, you have to be fearless to do something like that. Yeah, because I, I think it's the same thing. Because if you're only thinking about what could go wrong, you're yeah. not going to get the task done. Right. You have to just kind of buckle down and say fuck it, for lack of a better term. Yeah. The um, I had a bit. Uh, it was. I was air horn man and I would take an air horn and I would just go to the random places. Uh, I remember walking into, I think it was the Renaissance hotel and they were having a huge meeting in there. You know, they had the PowerPoint projector on and a room full of about 150 people and, you know, live on the radio, I would just walk in and announce myself as air horn man is here and just blow an air horn. Uh, I mean, it was stuff like that. And I would have to not worry about the repercussions of, of what would happen because I was arrested at least three times uh, in a span of three years. Now, OK, this brings up a good point. OK, so if you're arrested three times doing something for the radio, because mm -hmm. you, you, you've alluded, I think, twice about kind of having bosses. So how was that viewed? Uh, back then? Yeah. Uh, they were supportive up until the point where they had to bail me out of jail. Sure. And then it was more of a, uh, you know, I was lucky back then because I had, radio back then was less corporate. Uh, to do something like that now, it, it couldn't be done. Yeah. It would, because radio stations are now owned at a corporate level and the corporate executives and the lawyers would get involved and they would stop that stuff immediately. Back when I was doing it, when radio was locally owned, or at least um, single owner, or maybe they owned a handful of radio stations, they were less, uh, as, as long as your, your ratings were good, uh, they were very uh, lenient uh, to what they would allow you to do. So maybe it was uh, you'd get an eye roll or something like that, but yeah. for the most part, it, it was just a different time back then. They were they were in on the fun. They were in on the joke most of the time. Did um one of the because I remember like like those times. Also, mm -hmm. it was very competitive. Like you're talking about for sure. You know, I mean, when you think about it, and I, I guess I can kind of liken it to like pot. Well, I I guess I can liken it to podcasting. Like the the one thing that I have and people have talked to me about is the content. Is that because I'm pretty consistent? I'm making sure I'm putting out. You know, there's just too many podcasts. I can't take a month or a two month break. Mm -hmm. There's just too many other options and sure. I may not get them back. Um, I don't think that's the same in terms of radio. Cause I think it's just, there's, you know, there are a lot of radio stations for sure, but like say like radio in Cleveland, I think people are pretty Cleveland. People are very dedicated to their Cleveland, you know, the things that they like about Cleveland, Cleveland radio stations for, for, for this example. Right. But it is pretty competitive in sure. terms of trying to get people to tune in and listen and stay and build an audience. I mean, that's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. Very hard thing to do. And we're not just competing against other shows right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. competing against podcasts. We're competing against, you know, local television news. Whatever is going to take your attention away from from our radio show is what we're competing against. That's the key right there. Uh, I think you're also competing against a frighteningly shortened attention span as you get younger and younger and younger. Sure. I just think that yeah. that is a, my, I think my attention span's gotten worse 
as I've gotten older. Because again, with just the options and the stimulus of, of, of the other things that are kind of available in your hand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're competing. I mean, yeah, your your competition anymore is with basically anything that the human yeah. eye can see sometimes. Yeah, streaming services uh, for sure. I mean, you you don't necessarily need to turn into tune into a radio show or a radio station if you want to hear your favorite song. Obviously, that's yeah. a, a thing of the past. Uh, so our objective is to find a way to be engaging, find a way to relate uh, to somebody, uh, to entertain them, and to keep them coming back. So how, I guess, with the the the, the change, like, like say, like, from 2000 to now, there's because... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I even looked this up the other day, but it, but it applies to kind of what we're talking about right now. When you look at things that used to be kind of staples in 2000, like mm-hmm. look at the look at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. The Oscars had 40 to 50 million people viewing every year mm-hmm. from like, you know, like into the 90s and the early 2000s. I think last year it was around 8 million, mm-hmm. which is it's just everything is changing. So you're you're. And I, I think if you look at the Grammys, the NBA Finals, it's all the same. Everything is going down because of, I think, of the thing that you just mentioned, which why would someone sit down and watch a television program or watch a game or watch a three-hour show about how these rich people are really awesome when yeah. they can just like see like highlights or something on their phone? Yeah. So how does, with kind of the, the, the changing of your industry where it's maybe a little bit more litigious, you can't take as many risks mm-hmm. like you used to, and that... Um, uh, the 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 competition that we talked about the the multifaceted competition. So how does that how has that kind of evolved in in terms of the way you approach things? Uh, it hasn't evolved in the way that I would like. Yeah, uh, you know it's. Can you it's, be specific like, yeah, about just just in the way of you know just because uh, back then uh, we had more resources. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. We had um, you know we we just made more money. I mean, radio is a, a shrinking industry. You know, but it's not unlike television. It's not unlike a lot of things that, yeah. that are shrinking. Um, and so the key is to, you know, find ways to, uh, you know, whatever your challenges are, find find ways to overcome them. Um, you know, back then we had a five-person show uh, on Q104. I just came from a nine-person show in Phoenix really? uh, where I spent – a decade, and we had a ton of resources available to us that we were able to uh, to go out there and and make a difference uh, in the community. Um, here, it's it's going to be more of a challenge. It's just right now, just me and Morgan, um, and like I said, the, all of the things that we're competing against, we have to find ways to make ourselves stand out. So we we are now on demand. Um, and we have to find out, we have to come up with a great social media strategy. Um, you know, maybe videos are in the future. Uh, I, I wish that I could tell you that I've, uh, have it all figured out right now. Uh, I don't, it's, it's, it's very new. Um, you know, we've only been doing this for nine months and we're still kind of figuring out, you know, some of those things that are going to cut through the clutter. I think everyone is mm-hmm. in, in that th- this is not I understand what you mean uh, on the radio side and television. Everything is changing and, and everyone kind of has to evolve with it. But it, it's not even really relegated to uh, you know the entertainment realm. If you I mean, I have a corporate job and it's changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. Every aspect of corporate life is different mm-hmm. in terms of trying to not f- forget, stay competitive with your competitors, have people that are even there 
to do the work to yeah. stay competitive. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you know, trying to have better benefits, better paternity leave, better maternity leave. I mean, I never thought paternity leave was ever going to be a thing. And I <laughs> I know places that have that now. Yeah. You know, not like a year or something like that in Canada, but just some. I'm like, I can't believe if they're like a week paid paternity. I'm like, holy shit. I never thought that'd be a thing. Yeah. But keeping people, keeping people happy. I mean, everyone is has been smacked with i think some new challenges that they just have to evolve with and they have to always be thinking of ways to i don't want to say stay relevant because i don't think that's the right term mm -hmm. but i think it's to kind of stay on top of your audience or stay on top of your clients or your customers or whoever is interested in you or who could possibly be interested in you regardless of industry i think everyone has to do that now yeah for sure and um you know it's it's just going in and, and just trying to be uh relatable oh, yeah. uh, trying to you know be into the things that and it's so much easier here uh in Cleveland than it was anywhere else because you know this is where I'm from you know to be able to do this uh to be able to to be a part of a radio show that's in my hometown means the world to me and I want to find more ways to be you know involved in the community and uh, you know, to meet more people and, and, you know, make, make our show more ingrained with what's happening in yeah. Cleveland. Uh, and, and I, we're making strides for sure. Um, you know, we've seen that growth, uh, within the past few months, but we're nowhere close to where we want to be or where we need to be to survive in this ever-changing, evolving uh, industry and and I've always said I want to be a part of the solution. You know, uh, radio's taken its hits over the past few years, especially since the the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty of people you could you could go through the entire industry and find a lot of unhappy radio employees right now. Um, and you know, from my standpoint, I can't allow myself to be dragged down by the negativity. Um, I've heard it. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, a radio apologist by, by any stretch, but at the same time, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pressing forward. I'm going to be part of the solution. I don't want to contribute to the problem. Well, that's a mentality. I, I think that, and I think a lot of people can easily cave the other way. Sure. Where and, a, like, and a lot of people have. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to wrap my head around, I'm not going to lie, a nine-person radio show. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, it'd it be like, it's just, because I'm sure I've, <clears throat> I can't think of ever hearing a nine-person. I don't think I would know what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I am not a smart man, but that sounds like the Game of Thrones of radio show. I'm like, wait, who was that? I don't, there's so many characters. But we, I guess for you, I guess it doesn't really matter as long as it works. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with a show that big, um, you just have to have, define roles mm -hmm. everybody needs to know what their responsibility is and and what you're going to be doing so it was a nine-person show it was syndicated based out of phoenix but we were on in about 20 other markets oh, that's cool um and my role was more uh more behind the scenes and creative so even doing i'm not even doing uh what i'm doing in cleveland now with radio is not what i was have been have been doing for the past uh 10 years in phoenix now i'm part of a now i'm a host of a show where i've only been maybe the third voice for 
fourth voice at best and and even on other shows really really behind the scenes now i'm uh taking on the the responsibility of co-hosting a show with somebody else and it's a position that that i'm in for the very first time in my in my career which is um part of the fun for me and it's part of uh why i'm kind of renewed um because i have a new i'm doing something i've never done before it's it's a new challenge uh for me yeah um and uh there's plenty of people in the industry that never thought i could do it that that would say now bill's bill's all right but he's he's more of a third mic kind of a guy or a fourth mic he could never host a show or he could never anchor a show and now for what whatever reasons and there's a there's a lot of reasons now i'm doing it in my hometown in the city that i love and it's amazing and i'm having so much fun it's a it's like a shot in the arm for me um because i've been doing this for a long time i've been in this industry for for a long time um it, it well, it doesn't sound like you're struggling with it. it again, I, like again, those conversations, it, it sounds effortless. It sounds like just two people just kind of bullshitting. You know, it really does. And uh, I understand you're always going to have detractors, you know, for sure. I'm sure that's the way it is. Not even necessarily well, that's, from, from like a negative spot. They're like, no, but his bread and butter's here. That's where he's really, really good. Maybe maybe this isn't for him. I, I, I've heard plenty of, I've heard radio shows and podcasts where I'm like, did this guy just find out he was dating his cousin? This person sounds completely uncomfortable. Like with, I'm like, why do it's a podcast? Just turn it off. If you don't, if you're not happy with how it's going, I I don't hear that in you guys at all. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, And like I said, I really lucked out uh, to get paired with Morgan the way that I did. I, I think that if it was anybody, if it was anybody but Morgan, I don't know if this would have worked out. Yeah. I don't even know if I'd be sitting here. I don't know if I'd be on Q104. I think I'd be doing something else. I mean, that's that's how much things had to align in order for me to have yeah. this job. I, I mean, see I was, what you're saying. I've, I lived away from Cleveland for 20 years. And to be – it is really – like if you asked me in March of 2020, before the pandemic hit, if you would have told me that you are going to be hosting a morning show in your hometown in two years. I would say, what are you on right now? There's no way. There's no way I'm going back to Cleveland. I still, I love Cleveland. It's my home. But there's no way I'm moving back. My wife would never allow it. <laughs> my wife would would tell me every every year we would, go, we would come back to, to Cleveland for the holidays. And every time on the flight back she's like i am never fucking moving back here ever again the, and here we are two years later it's amazing well so, so then what was the catalyst that's actually get you because you're right i mean if if and yeah when your wife doesn't want to like if my wife was like we're never going to go to that place again i have i've already <clears throat> wiped it from my memory like you're right we're never going there again <laughs> but so so what is it like what kind of aligned everything that you it did end up here like for let's start with that how did you first end up back in cleveland yeah it's uh, I am a so I'm a, a radio casualty of the pandemic, where this n- huge nine person show that I was working on had to downsize. Okay, uh, and I was one of the people downsized in November of 2020. Um, and at that time, it was okay. Well, what am I going to do now? You know, I I knew at the time I was really interested in podcasting. 
Um, I had talked to a couple of other radio stations in Phoenix. Really wasn't a good fit, wasn't a good match. Um, and, you know, we're still in the heart of the pandemic. I'm, you know, looking for remote work. I was finding some. I was finding a lot of freelance uh, stuff and opportunity, which would allow me to work from home. And so I was involved in two projects that that I was working on. And uh, I, I thought that I'd be fine for a while. I thought we would absolutely have managed and whatever whatever was going to happen, I would have figured it out. And then um, I want to say May of 2021, uh, my dad, who wasn't doing well at the time, uh, our family had decided to put him in assisted living. Um, and so I think all of these things are like in the back of my head. So it, it wasn't like a, a light bulb going off, but I, I just, I was driving, driving somewhere in, in Phoenix. And I think it, we were having, it was one of those gorgeous Phoenix sunsets. And I'm looking at it as I'm, I'm driving on the interstate and I'm thinking, I'm not enjoying this as much as I used to. And I started to, to figure out why. Like why all of a sudden Phoenix isn't my home anymore. Yeah. And I think it had to do with the fact that I had lost my job where I felt very connected with the community due to the fact that my connection to them was the radio show. It was no longer there. It was severed. I was feeling the pull of going back home. I was feeling the need to be with my dad, uh, feeling like the end was near. And doing all this remote work, I could do it from anywhere. So I, as soon as I got home, I pulled into the driveway. I sat my wife down at the, the dining room table that night. And I said, what do you think about us moving back to Cleveland? And she just looked at me and said, I think it might be a really good idea. And for the, I was almost stunned. The person that said she would never, ever, because she's a Cleveland native as well. She's uh, from okay. Brexville. Okay. I'm stunned. <laughs> she. I thought you were going to be like, and that was the last time I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to move back without you. And uh, we still text, but I haven't seen her since. <laughs> she's like, I think that's a good idea. And and she might. she's uh, much more practical than I am. She might have been looking at uh, long-term financially, sure, whatever. Sure, sure. I mean... Holy hell, we made a killing off selling our Arizona property. That might have helped spur her a little bit. Um, like, good God, the housing market in, in Arizona right now. Uh, but my, anyway. Yeah, my my, uh, my wife's brother lives there. And, yeah. And uh, I just casually told me about it. I was like, you pay what? Yeah. <laughs> Man, ever. You know what? I, I'm really I'm starting to approach Cleveland with I'm not even telling anyone that they should move here. I'm like, if more people move here, you're going to fucking ruin it for everybody. And <laughs> like, I like paying what I'm paying. Don't turn this into Nashville or Austin where everyone's like, you see how cheap it is here? Yeah. Sorry. I, I think Cleveland's going to be the new San Diego soon. I, do, I mean, if we're going to have 70 degrees in in October and we just have to put up with just a couple of months of shifting. winter. Everything is shifting. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. You're right. Everybody's going to want to come here. But yeah. So that that conversation was right around May of 2021, right around Memorial Day. We were back in Ohio by July. I really? Mean, it wow, happened. That's fast. It happened that fast. Our house sold in a day. That's really like fast. literally one we the it sold in hours. 
Um, and uh, and yeah, and we came back, and it, it has been the the amount of things. I'm not going to say it's been easy. There's been a lot of stressful moments, um, a lot of uncertainty, uh, but everything just kind of fell into place um, for us, and and we got the house, which is nine houses down from my mom. Really. Yeah. Wow, this really I mean, all did just kind of fall in, huh? Yeah, That's we had great. we had bid on three houses previously, didn't get them. There's this house that it was a little pricier for us, but we decided to go for it because it's in River and it was the location and nine houses down from my mom and we got it. It's it it really made me feel like I know it's super cliched, uh, but the the all things happen for a reason thing is it's something that I totally well, I mean to all that I mean you talk about like I mentioned like what was the catalyst there wasn't one you had a couple of things that kind it was of a just, lot of things kind that of just fell, fell into place fell into place and then yeah and then your wife was like you know what I think so maybe she was thinking the same thing too and you both just came together and just discussed it real quick and like I was thinking that too that's it's kind of nutty the way some of those things happen but even being back in Ohio because we came back in July of 2021 the Q104 job didn't even exist yet I still wasn't thinking that I was even going to get an opportunity to get back into radio. But then that job opened up and here I am. Yeah. Like it's really, if I, if I spend a lot of time (laughs) and I I don't spend a lot of time, but if I did thinking back on all of it now, it's pretty staggering to think how much has, um, has transpired since uh, 2020. And I feel very fortunate then because I know that I'm luckier than a lot of people. Oh, I know yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, and I, I try to keep that perspective where uh, the, the pandemic has not been good for too many people. And I very much agree. You know, that that's a both financially and personally and depression, you know, psychologically. I mean, a lot of people are still in a pandemic in some way. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very lucky and very grateful that I get the opportunity to do this here in Cleveland. That's great, man. Yeah. That really is. That's cool. I'm glad that worked out because yeah. you're right. Now I get to talk to you. That's cool. I like that. I, I like know. the way that that works out, man. That really does. I know. The, um, so what are, so, so the, the Q104, so that wasn't open then. It wasn't so open when, then. when did this kind of come into your like. I, I don't need you to walk me through like, oh, I applied for, I don't need to do that shit. But when did you like, oh my God, this, I think this is going to become a thing. I got a heads up from a friend of mine who is pretty plugged in within the industry. Okay. And he reached out to me a week before it happened. So the, the co-host who I replaced, uh, I was told by my friend that he was going to leave, that he put in his notice he's going to leave. So I strategically waited until all of that actually happened. And then the day that it was announced, then I put in my official application. What also uh, was cool was I received a phone call from my now boss, uh, Dave Popovich. He gave me a call. He was aware that I was in town. because I've never had the opportunity to work for uh, work with him in the past, but he knew of me, I knew of him. He called me to ask me if I'd be interested in working at Q104 again. 
And I said, yeah, I just applied. <laughs> and he didn't even know that. Oh, really? So the fact oh, okay. that <laughs> the fact that uh, that those two things worked out yeah. uh, was that was uh, fortuitous in, in my favor. That is good. That's great. Yeah. Like actually, <laughs> it, it almost sounds like it was planned where you're both planning it. Another one, no, neither one to admit it, but he really didn't know that you had just applied to it and you didn't know that he was yeah. going to call. So he was just calling to ask me if I would apply and I already had because uh, I had known, I didn't want to tell him that I already knew that the job was open, Sure, yeah. but yeah, I yeah. had to wait, excuse me, for it uh, to be a fit. Yeah. I had to wait to, to go through the proper channels to apply. Yeah. Yeah, wow. A lot of these are, and I know you're like it's kind of you don't always want to kind of kind of take a step back and look at all the things that fell into place, but this is, I mean, just in the span of eighteen months, I mean, it just feels like just one after another that it almost like it was just pushing you to the spot you're in right now. Yeah, I'm not religious. I was uh, uh, raised Catholic. We all were. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And we're now lapsed Catholics. Lapsed Catholic um, is the, the largest growing religion in the country. <laughs> yeah. My mother is a former nun. Uh, you really? actually entered the convent. Uh, I don't think she left because of my dad, but... Uh, he tells people he, that she Yeah, did. He, probably, he probably did tell people. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not religious, um, and I don't really get into philosophy or how the universe works. But I, I absolutely try to follow the signs now. I, I try to see where I'm being pulled to because I do think that, that something's going on there because I'm too lucky at times. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm too lucky. And a lot of people might look at it and say, wow, you're, you had your whole life you know, turned upside down. Like, aren't you pissed? It's like, yeah, there's a part of you that that is angry, but I can't focus on that part. You know, I have to focus on the positive part. You know, there's there's plenty of negative things that happen, but if you look close enough, there's lots of positive things that happen too. And you, though, that's what you have to pay attention to. The people that don't see the positive things are the ones that get pulled down into the, the into the darkness. Yeah, that's also a personality trait, I think, where it's a, if 10 things happen and nine are good and one are bad, some people don't even remember the bad thing. Some people mm-hmm. only remember the bad thing. Yes. And that's you, you kind of got to train yourself to be like, hey, man, I understand that didn't work out. These other nine things did. Let's yeah. just kind of live over here for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, ideally, yeah, we all want to go 10 for 10. But, I mean, hey, man, 90% is pretty good. Which is why I'm a uh, an annoying Browns fan because I don't <laughs> – I don't get caught up. Is there up such in... thing as a non-annoying Browns <laughs> fan anymore? I don't get caught up in in what went wrong with them. I just concentrate on the positive, stay hopeful. Yeah, and... I did it yesterday. Yeah, I'm just sitting there, just like I think this is gonna work out. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like walking out, like where's the fucking beer? <laughs> of course it didn't work out. How did I not see this coming? Yeah. Every week, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's a. But I, I do see. I, I see what you're saying. I, I do because so I'll do that. You know, I mean, like everyone else, I. Kind of a rough pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mine wasn't as bad because I honestly was just like everyone's going through this yeah. right now. Like I mean, there was a, I mean, March to June was a dark time. Mm-hmm. April was real dark. Mm-hmm. I don't know what yours was like. There was not a whole lot of positivity in my living room because that's ba- mainly where I sat. 
I just, you know, I, I was out of work. Like, I mean, my company laid off like a third of its employees in the yeah. span of like two weeks. And it, that's April of 2020 they did oh, that? Oh, no, they did it in March. March. So as soon as the pandemic hit, they just started laying off people? Dude, it did not take long. They didn't even want to wait to see what would happen? Fuck no. <laughs> I remember I, the days. I remember the days because I was in Florida when it like when, when all this was going on. I was on a work trip. Mm-hmm. It was not like a work trip where I was working. It was a work party trip. And uh, March 11th was the day I came back. I'm pretty sure that was a Sunday. And I was in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't recommend. Uh, but seven days later is when all the uh, the restaurants and everything closed. Basically, every bartender and server sure. went out of work at the exact same time. Seven days later. I think that was the 18th. And then the 25th, after several emails and meetings saying, we're going to be fine, we're going to be fine, they far- started firing everybody. Mm-hmm. So it was... Maybe two weeks into the official pandemic, I think, mm. which I'm marking as March 11th, I think, is when it really kind of started. As soon as that happened, man, it was that was it. Yeah. It was done. They started laying everyone off. and <laughs> See, that sucks. It's like well, they're the, being businessy at that point. Like, we're, we've done the projections. We know how much money we're going to lose. The pandemic uh, did something other than – I think it, the pandemic did something that most people don't recognize is that – it made poorly run companies impossible to hide how poorly they were run. That's a great point. Uh, my company, the one I was working for, I won't say it, but you can go to my LinkedIn page. It's right there. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, they were. I think they were the equivalent of a person that lives paycheck to paycheck. And they were spending a lot. Like, just take a, a young person that was living paycheck to paycheck, that was living way beyond their means and was running up credit card debt. That's where I was working. Yeah. And 400 people were working there. And I think about 100 to 150 paid the price for someone who really liked charging their on their credit card. Yeah. And it just became impossible because that revenue stream that kept you afloat was gone. A lot of places, everyone stopped. A lot of places stopped. If you weren't in transportation, or some type of like a supply chain. Like even though the supply chain is a mess right now, it still was just constantly needed people. Yeah. That, that was kind of flourishing because they had to get supplies. If you weren't in that, if you were like in a staffing agency or something like that, yeah, your world stopped. And when that revenue stops, that's when everyone stops being the we are family, compassionate. Oh, employer. for sure. Now it's just like we got to keep this company afloat. Who do you have? What's he make? He's gone. Yeah. Someone, no, you're you're absolutely right. That it's is exactly what happened. 100%. It exposed so many inefficiencies. And from a radio standpoint, it just sped up the decline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it it maybe we wouldn't we would have hit this point, but it wasn't supposed to be 2020. Maybe we would have gone to 2025 before we hit that point. But uh yeah, it it kind of just accelerated the the process. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think it did for a lot. I mean, it's it's a, it's nothing where I'm, I, like, I don't look back at the pandemic or, or the beginning of the pandemic and thinking like, man, we really fucked. No one knew anything. No, no one knew. No anything. one knew shit. I was just, honestly, man, I, it was more just like, I had like a, a real 28 days later. Also, the time it happened was not good because it was the time of year where it's just gloomy and dark and cold here. Mm, so yeah. like, you know, I'm looking outside like March 30th and it's like 28 days later. There's no one on the street. I'm like, Giant Eagle looks like it's closed and abandoned. Like it's just, there's nothing, you know? And 
you know, I didn't miss a beat financially because of the stimulus. I actually was making almost to the dollar the same amount that I was making. Yeah. And then you had some forgiveness plans with your mortgage and things like that, which we didn't really have to do. Thank God. So we didn't miss much of a beat. And I ended up getting a job in late July. So in kind of the same thing, I ended up getting a job. I started a job a week before the stimulus for me was going to run out. Uh-huh. So I never really missed like a beat. I got really, really lucky. Yeah. But in April, I didn't know that. Yeah. In April, I was just like eating burritos and getting drunk at two. I didn't yeah. know what to do. <laughs> and I'm like, no one's hiring. I mean, nobody yeah. was hiring. I could send out 50 resumes an hour and no one's getting back to me. You'd go to those pages of jobs and you'd be like, so-and-so, you know, working for this, this title at this company, it has 1,050 applicants. You're like, yeah. I am not getting that job. You know, it's just it's the nutty time. Someday, and and I'm not ready now. Um, maybe years down the road, years down the road when I'm older, um, if I want, really want to spend the time to think about exactly what happened, if I really want to review that, because it, it, in business and in radio, it was a market correction. The pandemic was a market correction for us, but it was also a life correction, in a way that if I really want to get deep about it um i just haven't allowed myself to go really deep into that hole yet and examine that someday i will i'm just not ready to a do a lot it of yet. people view it that way because it's still painful in a way to go back you know even even with things that um like when i see that when the pandemic is being covered on some show i'm watching like i, I don't know if you watch the morning show on uh on apple tv with uh steve carell and, and jennifer no, and Aniston. I, I know of it but- the final episode, uh, and I'm not giving any spoilers away, the final episode of season two had to do with the with COVID. And I was just like, I can't watch this. Like, I can't. It's still, I don't want to watch COVID on, on my distractions. You know, I want to kind of move on from that now. I, I um, get that. I get yeah. that. So I, I just haven't allowed myself the opportunity to, to go back. But uh, I think that, that if I did... You know, I think what I'm going to find is um, I'm now in a place where I mean, I'm I'm I was able to spend those last few months with my dad, um, and my mom is down the street now, and my brother is uh, lives in River. My sisters are are here in Northeast Ohio. My my very best friends are still here. It was a life correction. It was is where I was supposed to be. Uh, I just didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. You know, I, and I honestly, I can argue both sides of exploring that or not exploring that. Yeah. You know, I really can't. <laughs> I love to dwell. Uh-huh. So I, I have been buried. I, I re I relive it every day. I just, it's just the way that I am, but I, I'm also somebody that, uh, if I am at a party and I walk in and I, greet somebody and make a joke i'm thinking about what i said 30 minutes later uh-huh. and i'm just like ah is that too much <laughs> and i'm replaying this guy whoever i said that to has fucking forgotten my name he has no idea he didn't even hear what i said but i can't let it go and i'm replaying that over and over and over in my head <laughs> and i'm just like i haven't talked to him since like he hasn't he hasn't come up to me so far and i probably offended him and he's not into what i said and he thinks i'm stupid and then as i'm leaving he's like hey man it was really good meeting you let's get together i'm like oh maybe he didn't remember like but the whole party i'm three hours in just replaying that greeting in my head oh my gosh and it's all day every day that's just the way that i i am i can't 
I just I can't stop doing it. You're a lay on the couch, stare in the, stare at the ceiling fan kind of a guy. Just... Yeah, except instead of laying on the couch, staring at a ceiling, I'm laying on a bed of nails, rusty <laughs> nails, staring at a fan that's covered in blood that's about to fall off and hit me in the head. Are we still being metaphorical here? <laughs> Don't go upstairs. You probably shouldn't go to the third floor. But uh, yeah, that's just. But so I I constantly just just would do that. I would re mm-hmm. I'd relive everything. That's interesting. Um, and I don't. I think I've done that to an extent. I'm from what you just described. You um, you take um, it to another level. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm next level yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, that'll come out at a time. You know, you probably won't be around for it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna explode one day. It just it just lose it. Well, it, it's interesting because I I feel like I'm going through that a little bit because you know the the juxtaposition of living in Cleveland in my 20s is a lot different than living in Cleveland in my 40s. Sure. And uh, and and I'm enjoying the the differences. Um, doing things that I never did in my 20s, like going to the metro parks. <laughs> At what age did that just become the most amazing thing that I love doing? I, I, if I was like 28 and someone's like, you want to go to the park? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> it's so a, true. What am I, a child? <laughs> it's so true. And then I hit a certain age and just like, guys, we're going to be late for the Metro Parks. Let's get moving. <laughs> it's so weird. Why did I start getting into that? And I still love it. Yeah. And I can go to restaurants now that I would never be able to afford when I was in my 20s. I can go to Little Italy and not, uh, you know, feel out of place. I get pumped when I go to bed at 930. I'm "I'm so excited. I'm going to be so refreshed. (laughs) I went to bed at 930 when I was 28. I'm like, I think I have to see a doctor. Uh (laughs) Now I'm just like, I need to be in bed by 930. Yeah. Because it takes me a while to fall asleep. I want to watch one episode of Succession. I want to fall asleep and feel refreshed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when that changes, but I'm super happy now. Yeah, it's well, it's def- it's definitely changed. I, I think it's just more apparent to me because of the the differences of living in the same place separated by 20 years. Uh but a lot of That's the things crazy. it's like I have my friends here, but then I have to make new friends because my kids are making friends and then I've got to hang out with their parents and you know, I'm hanging out with dads and I'm you know, trying to, like you said, trying to think of like good opening lines and, yeah. and conversation starters and things like that. So I, I will do that. I will try to have like an arsenal of top, like go-to topics yeah. that I could go to, but it, it's really difficult. Like I'll even, I, I find a little bit where I'm struggling a little bit is at work, um, at, uh, at Q104, but it's, it's Odyssey that owns us. And so there's other properties in the building so there's the the fan uh next door which is the sports station right uh which i am a fan of like i i would i used to listen to uh like say ken and anthony um in phoenix like i would drive into because after a browns loss on a monday morning nobody at my work in phoenix is going to care about it no there was no one to talk to about about that kind of stuff. So I would listen to Ken and Anthony driving in. And with the time difference, I would be able to listen to their first hour yeah. uh, on my way into work. And so like meeting them and, and, and seeing them in the, in the, in the station is, is weird to me. And I'm a little starstruck by them because they're, they're really not paying any attention to me at all. It's like, Oh, hi Bill. You know, that kind of thing. It's like, I don't, so I, I, tr- I try to think of things that I could say to them, you know, so they'll, they'll think I'm cool or they'll think I'm funny. Um, 
and it's not going very well at all. Like oh, I, yeah. I did have a little bit of a conversation this morning with Anthony. We talked a little. He asked me if I stayed up last night for the Cavs game. I know this is a podcast, so I'm talking about the Cavs home opener. Uh, uh, that's the the game I was talking about that went into overtime. Um, and I, I was like, oh my god, Anthony just asked me if I watched the Cavs game last night, and I'm just trying to have an intelligent conversation with him. Ken so far hasn't had that many conversations with me. Like he seems to ignore me right now. <laughs> I just work at that music station down the hall. He doesn't doesn't have any time for me. I would fuck that up 10 times out of 10. Yeah. If I'm trying to come up with something, if if I'm trying to come up with something memorable, uh-huh. I am not going to come up with something memorable. I'm just not. I But I've done what you're talking about. Though. So doing this podcast, when you invite people from from Cleveland onto the podcast, do you... Are you a little bit starstruck? Have you been starstruck by anybody that you invited on the podcast and they said yes? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, and, and it's not necessarily that, that I would say that they're they're stars. It's just people that I really really like. Yeah, I I, I use starstruck because I, you know, the term applies. Yeah, it, it the, does. The term applies here because there was uh, a couple of weeks ago I had I was a a judge at the uh, uh, at Cracker Park for their uh, food truck festival. Yeah. But they had me listed as celebrity judge, nice. and I was like, "No, I'm not a celebrity. I'm I'm from here. I uh, I just happen to host a radio show in this town. I'm not a celebrity. I will be a judge because I need to go out there and I need to meet people and and get myself inserted into the fabric of this community. But please don't say celebrity. So yeah, when I use starstruck, I I mean, uh, hey, you're a bigger just, man than me. I'd be like, go underline celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> you should there might be some openings next year for the food truck festival thing no, i think it's hard to get in i think people know the podcast they do not trust me i walk freely in the city unaccosted you don't get invited to places oh i do yeah okay. i do sometimes but like you know like pat like other guests will be like hey man like i've gotten again just like free show tickets and you know i yeah i get invited to stuff and i find out about stuff maybe ahead of time and stuff like that but i mean like no one's no one like is I'm never walking down the street and someone's like, hey man, love your pocket. No one knows right. who I am. Right. And that's honestly kind of by design. Not because I think I that would be a problem, but the guests are the interesting thing. It ain't me. Right. And I'd like it that way. I like highlighting those people. But yes, to answer your question. So who have you have a, who have you had on the podcast or or even not even on the podcast, who have you met in the community that you really like and were wanted to make a good first impression? Uh drag performer, Peach Fuzz. Uh, not familiar the <laughs> fucking coolest oh my god is he so he came and you can see the picture he came in full dress uh-huh and i was talking to him he was really really cool and uh and he's uh, he's from he's from here oh yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. okay yeah okay. and uh and uh, i reached out and uh and then she was like uh Oh, hey, it's she? Well, you know what? Honestly, I got to go back and listen because we talked about it, too. I was like, look, I'm going to ask you questions. I don't want them to be offensive. I genuinely just don't know. I, I kind of want to know, is this a persona? Is it a character? And she was like, you know what? I don't know. I'm still kind of figuring it out. Okay. So I might say he and she. Either way, if you met her, you'd be, she wouldn't care. She's the coolest person. Okay. But she's like, where is it? I'm like, Lakewood. She goes, would you mind if I came in full dress? I'm like, I would fucking love if you did that. And I went outside and greeted her in my yard. Yeah. And I was like, come on. And she's like six, three. Nice. Completely, oh my God. And I was like, I'm, this is, I'm so excited. And just, I was so well, excited. She, pr- she probably wanted to be as comfortable as 
she could for your podcast. Yeah. Because she's like, I want, so, you to get, I want you to get the full experience. And I yeah. was like, I would love that. And so her dressing up probably makes her feel yeah. the most secure that yeah. she can. She was awesome. And, uh, but I was, I was nervous, but 10 minutes into it, I wasn't nervous anymore because mm-hmm. she made me not be nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple other ones where I was more just, again, just not really knowing like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sir Yacht, he's a content creator, uh, real big in Cleveland. He's got four or five hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Oh yeah, Morgan is uh, Morgan's friends with yeah uh, Joey. Is Joey, his name. awesome yeah. guy. He came in and he and I just had a really long, fun conversation. And same thing, like I was a little nervous because I was like, mm-hmm. "Hey man, he's got a lot of followers that could help." But most of the time, just once we get going, it's just not a big deal. Mm. Um, because I just again, I gotten lucky. Everyone that I invite, fortunately, has been a good one. I've had some people come on that takes them about 15 minutes to get into it, and I get a little nervous. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, am I going to be able to pull them out? And then they come out, and it's mm-hmm. all good. So, I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm kind of nervous about all of them. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there, there's a couple where I was just like, I'm really, like, all day, I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't get anything done. I'm just <laughs> I'm just ready for this to happen, you yeah. know? Um, and I got a couple that I'm, I'm, I'm working on to try to get. Um. You know, I would love to get the mayor of Lakewood. <laughs> you know, I just don't know how to find her. <laughs> you know, she doesn't just have like a TikTok or an Instagram. I think I have to go through the city of Lakewood. I was going to say, just go through City Hall. I'm just she, not sure she probably has a, to that. a communications. She, she has a communications. So, but I'm but I'm crafting PR. my email. You know, I'm yeah. I'm still working on it. Yeah. I'm like, how do I get this seen? How do I get to the point? Uh-huh. And how do I not upset her? Or upset whoever's looking at this, and someone's just like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. You know, I want to be like, I'm a Lakewood resident, and I'm a huge fan. Uh-huh. You know, I kind of <laughs> just want to talk, and I don't want them to be like, I'm going to come in and be like, what the hell's going on with taxes? Because I don't. Right. I want to know what's it like being a young, you know, female mayor of a pretty decent-sized city that constantly have, if you've ever been to the Lakewood community page, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. No one's ever happy. <laughs> like, I just, I want to know what it's like. I want to, I'm curious of that. So if she ever came on, I'd be scared. Okay. Uh, but, you know, and I would try not to swear. <laughs> I think this is a gettable guess for you. I really do. I think that the mayor of Lakewood is a gettable guess. Yeah. And then eventually I would like the mayor of Cleveland. <laughs> you know? He might Harder. be a little more difficult. That one's tough, I don't know. Yeah. Morgan, again, Morgan, Morgan's more connected than I am. Um, People know her, and I think, uh, and rightfully so, uh, more people like her uh, than they do me. But she's been around for for a few years now. They should. Uh, she's more recognizable. But she she had just met the mayor, uh, and I'm name dropping here. Uh, but she was at Austin Love's wedding. Uh, Austin Love from WKYC Channel Three. Oh, that's how I know the name. Okay. Yeah. Um, she was at his wedding and met the mayor and said that she had an experience where she's in conversation with him and spit on his face. And she's pretty sure that he recognized it because he wiped his, his cheek. So she's mortified. Came in on Monday morning to tell the story of how she spit on the mayor. So we want to book the mayor uh, to see if he actually realized that Morgan spit on his face. That'd be really fun. I would yeah. be like... I'm just gonna. I I think I would just stop mid sentence and just turn around and walk away, I'd be like <laughs> Mr. Mayor, and I would just walk away. Yeah, just like, leave. What the am wedding. I gonna do? I can't cover this up. Just yeah, just leave the wedding like right there. It's like I've got to go. That's really funny. I mean, terrible for her. Funny for me. Right. You? Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anybody else though. I mean, outside. I mean, for so 
right now at this point, it seems to be just Ken and Anthony. Um, there's nobody else. Uh, like I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work an angle to get uh, Kevin Stefanski from the from head coach of the Browns on the show, and I'm just trying to pitch it where I don't want to talk about football at all. Uh, I don't really care to talk about that. I want to talk about what's going on in in his life, like being a a, a dad who. I would want to talk about that too. He he took it. He just took a, a brand new job. Well, it's not brand new. It's a few years now, but he's been living in Cleveland. And the reason why I thought of it is because uh, I realized um, over the summer that his son plays travel baseball, and so does my son for two different teams, and they've played against each other a couple of times. And the first time that I noticed uh, Kevin was at a tournament in North Ridgeville where his team just got beat by some other team. And then all these kids and dads from the other team came over to get a picture with him. And he was so nice and so gracious about it. I mean, his team, his kid's team just got beat. And now he's got to take pictures with uh, the, t- the winning team and all these dads. Couldn't have been nicer about it. I've heard a um, lot of things about him like that exactly. Like yeah. he'll just, he's just that like, you know, a high school football game, and he takes pictures and says hi to everybody. He's yeah, just, he's just the dude that fully recognizes he's got a cool job. But I, I so I, I've seen him a couple times. Um, you know, while his team was playing my son's team, and I, I just wonder from a dad standpoint, what is that like for him internally? as he's watching the game because he's a coach like he you must have the natural instinct to want to coach your kid and want to give instruction to your kid how much does he how much does he actually get involved with that like does he does he you know give advice to his kids what kind of motivation does he give his kids that i just want to have that kind of a dad conversation with him because i struggle with that like i I have so much fun watching my kids play sports, but it also gives me the biggest anxiety yeah. right oh, now yeah, to yeah. watch to watch them play and to to not want to have constant conversations about about what's happening. Like I have to remember that they're just kids. I want them to have fun, but and not have dad. I don't know what I, I should probably go visit some sort of a cognitive uh, therapist or something to find out because I, I'm sure these are all internal conflicts within me that I'm bringing out and projecting on my kids. You know, I was never successful at sports when I was a kid, and and maybe I just want them to. I think it's a very it's normal be... thing. I think that's very common. I think you can it, and do the other side. Say you had a, a long history of just you know being great at sports and you have a kid. It's not necessarily that you want them to excel. You're just like, I don't want them to feel like they didn't excel. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a juggling act. It's yeah. like just like every other piece of parenting, I feel like. It's not you're just trying to make sure your kid's happy. Yeah. And you don't really know sometimes, you know. So I, I think that's a very normal feeling. Yeah. So, and and so that's that's one of my angles where I'm try I, I really want to see how Kevin deals with that with his kids. And they're not even playing football; they're playing baseball. You know how does how does he handle I com- that? Completely understand that. And I, I'm someone had asked me one time, like, what if you ever ha- talked to somebody like like what if look Le- wild whatever? What if LeBron James came on your podcast? I'd be like, I don't think I would ask him a single thing about basketball. Uh-huh. I would be like, hey, what's it like knowing that when you post a photo of your omelet? Four million people like it. That is something that I would never be able to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. You're literally. There is a sport 
a very famous sport that has been played for 200 whatever years and you are considered to be one of the best two or three that's ever done it. Mm-hmm. Forget the sport. Don't tell me who the goat is. How do you not lose your mind with these <laughs> thoughts? You know, some of us, especially like when you take a guy like LeBron, like in the grand scheme of things, that guy's done pretty well with the spotlight, especially when it started when he was like 15. Yeah. I mean, how are you? You put that much attention on me at 15. It's not going to end well. <laughs> It's just it's not. Fifteen's gonna be rough. Sixteen's yeah. gonna be bad. Seventeen, I'm in jail. Eighteen, I say I'm gonna make it up. Nineteen, I'm going back to jail. Yeah, like I'm not. That's not gonna end well. Like, how do you? Me- I would be just. I'm fascinated with the mental aspect of it. Sure. How do you mentally handle every single thing that you do turns into a debate? Yeah, you know that's interesting. And from Lebr from LeBron's standpoint, it seems like he more often than not embraces that. Yes. Like he brings a lot of that attention on himself. Sure. So it's kind of like he, he's he relies on it. Like he needs that attention on him, and then whatever reaction he's going to give, whether it be positive or negative, uh, it's it's always out there. But it, I think he always needs someone asking, asking for it. But, yeah. And, and but that's the part. But that he's I, very calculated, though. That's the part that I'm I'm fascinated with. He spends a lot of time thinking about it. I think. I'm sure. I, I it, but that's I'm like I don't I don't like, know if that's I, good or bad though. I don't know. Yeah. And he would be able to answer that. Is it a good thing for you? Do you get do you get something out of that? Sometimes is it bad? Does it depend on the day that I ask you this question? Mm-hmm. I feel like that might be the answer. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm blown away by stuff like that. Like I I was uh, I'm trying to get this one uh, uh MMA fighter that that trains at strong style. Because in, in my mind, she has done something that literally a fraction of a percent of the people have done in the history of mankind, which uh-huh. is fight for a title, a mixed martial arts title in the largest organization in the world. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I, it's just so I, I get caught up in more stuff like that. The, the uniqueness of a scenario or an experience versus... You know, like with Stefanski, just like, what's wrong with yeah. slant passes, idiot? Yeah. You know, like, like like that, which he probably gets all the time. Yeah. I don't need to know the history of LeBron playing basketball. It's well documented. He's been uh-huh. asked that question thousands of times and will be asked thousands more times. I want the other stuff, the, the more, the him stuff. Staying in the in the basketball realm of it, um, I'm sure you saw the uh, the – Netflix docuseries, or it was on ESPN first about Jordan. Yeah, the, the Jordan. What, what was it? The Jordan, Jordan tapes. The Jordan. I don't know what. The it was last called. dance. The last dance. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I, the memory. Yeah, it's not not what it used to be. It was an amazing Joe. documentary. It really was. The one thing that struck me about Jordan is when he described all of these uh, the previous trans aggressions against him from other, from former players you know from what uh Isaiah Thomas said or what he did after a game the fact that Jordan recalls them like it happened yesterday is fascinating to me because it means that he hasn't dealt with it at all in a, in any kind of a sense of a of a healthy way yeah. after all these years you know and and even if you go back even further Jordan's acceptance speech at when he was inducted into the basketball <laughs> hall of fame <laughs> I don't think he thanked anybody. He j- he thanked everybody that that he ever felt slighted him or crossed him in any way. Yeah, and it's just uh, that to me is an amazing <laughs> insight into uh, 
no question a champion and one of the the greatest NBA players of all time. But are they truly are they truly happy in their lives? I don't know. It, th- that's why I like that so much because yeah. of the because of the 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 look into the psyche of that run. Yeah. To the to the ninety six ninety six ninety seven. Whatever finals, the last dance finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the build up to that, and then the piecing it out with the players involved and their interactions with him, like him punching Steve Kerr, him yelling at Judd Bushler. Mm-hmm. Like those are things that are in their reaction to it, and then the recollection of it, mm-hmm. and ultimately, like who was it? Was it Rob? It's, no, uh, uh, Bill Winnington, I think is who it was. Um, I mean, he was pretty blunt. He's like, yeah, he was a jerk. He's an asshole. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just in Jordan's. Like, yeah. I mean, someone, I got to push. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. That guy was just like, I am your leader first. Yeah. Your teammate second and your friend third, if that. Yeah. You know, and, but you can't argue with the results. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, the, but I mean, the, the mental aspect of that is fascinating. That's why that was so good. Yeah. And, it, and I know that we're just talking about, uh, athletes here, but I don't know if you ever do any deep dives into Wikipedia and you read about actors and celebrities and um, you. It, I'll just have somebody just pop into my head and I'll read their their bio and just see the struggles that they go through and and everything else. And it's I do it know, every day. Yeah. If I ever watch a movie or a show when someone comes up, I'm like, Yeah, I recognize them. Who is that? Then I look up who it is and I look at everything they've done. Yeah. And then I'm just like, Oh my God, they're oh from my, Louisiana. Oh my God, <laughs> they they lived in a van for six weeks. Like I can't believe they, you know, yeah, that I kind do of it stuff. All the time. Yeah. yeah. That's it, the 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 amazing beauty and the terrible, terrible, terrible thing about the information that we have. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, can, I can go into a rabbit hole pretty quickly. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting to find out, uh, you know, what people are struggling with, you know, even to this day. Some of the commonalities too, like yeah. things you're just like, oh wow, you know, like I, I got in a, 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 a kind of not a long discussion, but we were talking, me and my a friend of mine were talking about secrets and like the you know secrets kind of getting a bad rap, and I'm not talking about like I, I secretly, you know, do something terrible. I'm I'm mm-hmm. like the, the secret, the, the 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 personal secret. Like, you don't like the way you look. You don't like the way that you sound. You don't like the way that you react to things. Like, everyone mm-hmm. has that. And just kind of like, but but it's something you're never going to tell anyone. Yeah. It's something that's going to stay with you. I don't like this about myself. We all have that. And just debating on whether or not it's good to keep that or not. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I don't know if I've put, you know, and this is one of those things where I, I try to, I consider myself uh, insightful. Uh, I don't get a whole, I don't do a whole lot of introspective on me and probably I should. There was a time where I did, uh, I, I saw a therapist for a while and it was during the pandemic. It was right after I had lost that job. Um, and I, I just felt like I needed to, uh, just to, to get my thoughts in place. Uh, but I don't, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I'm, that, uh, that makes me self-conscious or, you know, like what, what you had just brought up. I can't think any anything off the top of my mind. Not that that makes me special or anything. I just can't think of anything that there's something about myself that I don't like, and that, that might be that something just comes. It just comes with age, you know. the 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 older we get, the less we care about those things. I yeah. It it might it might just vary by the person. Like I could give you twelve alphabetically of things I don't like about myself. Yeah. It's just, but, but it's it's a it's in its. But it's nothing that keeps you up at night anymore, is it? 
Like, for instance, I, would, I wish that my hair wasn't thinning as much as it was. But, yeah. I mean, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, like, like something like, yeah, I, I would love to have a full head of illustrious hair. And I have, I don't know, I got like 80 percent. Yeah. 85. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm also just like, I mean, I could worry about shit like that, that there's nothing I can do about. But it's the things that I think that I, I, I recap a lot. I recap a lot of personal stuff. I recap mm-hmm. shit that I did a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and how was this received and how wasn't it received or mm-hmm. should I have handled that? But again, back to like the party thing, stuff that no one else even remembers, but I can't get out of my head. Interesting. I just can't. I've, I've, and I've, I think the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I think I've always been like this. I think yeah. I was like this in high school where I just couldn't stop thinking about something all day and it ruined the day. Yeah. <laughs> and most people don't even notice that it happened. Yeah. So you've done a, a good job of hiding it from other people. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're you're a sad clown. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm about. Uh, yeah. I'm a very much the sad clown. But the, um, I think the thing that may, I don't know maybe it made it worse is now I'm aware of it, and it uh-huh. still happens. Yeah. So now I'm frustrated because I know it and I know I shouldn't do it, and then I just do it more. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a, a a right way to do it. You know, I I have OCD for some things and other things I just don't care about. I have a, a fascination with, with certain things that I just can't stop looking into other things that I should look into that I don't. Interesting. It's, it's just, it's an ongoing saga of stupidity and childless. Uh, See, I wonder, but at I the same time I, I managed to keep my job. So, yeah, <laughs> I wonder if, if for me, if at some point and maybe it was, when I was somewhere along my radio career where I developed the, the no fear kind of attitude, I wonder if it's, it's kind of like a, like I'm detached in a way. Like if I'm able to detach myself from things that I know are going to hurt me, or I know that that are uncomfortable to think about, you know, uh, some people may want to refer to that as sociopathic behavior. I hope not. Uh, I think it's just, I, I think I just have an ability where I'm able to separate from those things, um, because I know that, like a, if I if I somehow sense that I'm about to set myself up for a major hurting or a major fall, I'm able to, to kind of reach my hand out and just keep it at bay. I wonder yeah. if I can do that. Well, I don't know. I mean, being a sociopath and glass half full <laughs> isn't really that far cry from each other. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. You know, it's a again, it's a. I'm and I'm the the opposite. I think in a lot of ways, where I'm just I just bask in it, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm almost waiting for something bad to happen sometimes, and it never does. Even and, now, and most, like even oh yeah, even right now, I'm thinking about something that might be a problem in 25 years. Interesting. You know, I just you know I'm thinking about ah have I how is my retirement going? Am I am I putting enough aside? You know, it's it, and I know that's a thing that a lot of people worry no. about. but it becomes almost pathological in the way that I, I approach it mm-hmm. was where I know like how much money I need to save every single month, every single year for the next 10 years. That way I can hit this goal. Like I'm thinking about a financial goal, you know, in 2033, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm like, okay, now I got to diversify this. And am I inv- it's just, it's, it's that. And then I think about like, but, but I got to make sure that I get this. I have envelopes upstairs with written in Sharpie of like, I got to save for a fridge and shit like this. Like, I just, I can't, it's just it's it's a it's a tough i have trouble sleeping i mean i probably got to go to therapy <laughs> see this is why you would probably want to talk to my wife because she used to work in the world of finance okay. <laughs> and for me i'm able to she's got it 
She's got all that stuff taken care of. Like she knows more about my benefit package than I know about my benefits package. Yeah. Uh, Things like that. So if you want to talk to her, she might be able to, you know, she used to work uh, with, uh, she worked for Vanguard in uh, Scottsdale. So she worked with 401ks and, and all that stuff. So she would be happy to give you advice. Yeah. See, that, I, I that's may. why she's more valuable to my friends than than I am, because I can't help anybody with stuff like that. Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> I can just be like, how much money do you have? You need more. That's my financial advice. Yeah. But, but do you think I, a... all these things that you worry about, that do you, do you f- feel like that as every year goes by, you get better at handling them? Or do you feel like it's it's getting worse? I feel like I'm getting better at handling them in terms of I'm at least I'm, I'm taking steps, but they don't go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm just I I can kind of talk myself down a little bit better, um, but like I mean, 28 to like 33, fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a messed up five years, man. Like, really, I, I just it's just and uh, but then and also honestly, it depends on the day you ask me that. You ask me that mm-hmm. on Friday, I might give you a completely different answer. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's just that is just the yeah. it's just the 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 spider web that's like sitting on top of my shoulder. So yeah. But I have my wife to kind of help, kind of pull me down and be like, it's fine. Yeah. Let's just go to dinner. And you need that. <laughs> you need that in your life a lot of times. Oh, yeah. I mean, even though you could tell yourself that, you could tell yourself that, hearing it from somebody else is sometimes very helpful. Yeah. And and soothing. Validation, reassurance. Sure. You never grow out of that. People, no, you, you don't. You, you don't. No. You, 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 don't, you don't. You never and I, do. And there's probably, if and again, if I would spend the time to examine all this, there's probably something in me that constantly needs to be uh, uh, validated. Um, whether I think it's more to be recognized by uh, people, my peers, people in my industry, and coworkers. Yeah. But... You know, just the fact that I need to go on the radio to, uh, you know, to talk to people and I I need for people to enjoy what they're listening to and to accept me and, you know, to want to engage with me, to follow me on social media and send me a message, things like that. I, there's something there's probably something in there, but also it's I don't think it's always a negative thing. Like, I, I don't think that it's the fact that I need it doesn't mean that I, I think that it's also rewarding in in how I give back, you know, when, if someone will tell me that they listened to the radio show and they laughed and it, if they say, you know, it, I was having such a horrible morning that made my morning, you know, that's, that's one thing. But then with, with radio, and I think that this is why I still believe in the power of radio and a show that, that has the resources that is able to, to get involved. For example, in Phoenix, we did, uh, something every year called Christmas Wish, and we spent literally fifty thousand dollars in December on families giving away presents and paying their rent and groceries and things like that. And that is something that really has stayed with me, and and I find rewarding and and makes it. I that to me, I I really I really um, by doing. The, that type of charity work to be able to give back to the community like we were doing um that that really is is something that i want to do here in cleveland i just haven't we're, we're we're too young we haven't been able to ramp that up yet yeah but but man i i want to do it so bad here in in this city and that 
that's a form of validation because I'm going to feel a certain way when that happens. Uh, but that that's where I find purpose. That's where I, I feel a sense of, of, of reward to be able to do that. Hey, that, hey, that's a, hey, that's a good goal, man. Yeah, that, that is, you know, and so I want to some... use my, my, my feelings of, uh, insecurity or whatever they are. I want to use those powers for good <laughs> to help somebody else. Me. Right. Just, better man than me. I'm just like, I think I'm just going to sit in the basement and get drunk. <laughs> It'll be better tomorrow. There's a, there's some good ones that you can really do with that. Like, uh, off the top of my head, ones that I know and worked with, like, uh, uh, well, and you know, being in Lakewood, you know, I mean, it's a big animal, you know, like city dogs. Yeah. Social Paws. Mm-hmm. Um, Social Paws is run by my friend uh, Savannah. She's awesome. Um, Hood Squad 216. Um, David, he came on and uh, he has a, 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 a mobile shower. He goes around and gives uh, sh- uh, showers like the homeless and clothing. He's awesome. Yeah. His sister runs a short store down the street that I give, give all my donations to. There's a lot of really good ones like that in, in the city that do that, that you can kind of not even that you got to completely partner with, but if you want to, you know, throw a donation here or help out there or a shout out there, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of people doing some good stuff. I need to make a lot more connections. Yeah. Um, one, there's one that, that has stuck out to me that I'm, I'm still trying to make contact. Uh, Ricky Smith. Uh, oh, Rake. Yeah. Random acts of, acts of kindness. Yes. Uh, what he's doing is very much aligned with what I was doing in Phoenix. And to be able to do those kind of things on our radio show, um, either in partnership with him or if we can somehow get it done ourselves, uh, I'm very much interested in, in going down that road. Uh, if, if it's possible, I just got to figure out how it's going to happen. You know, like I said, it's a, it's only been eight or nine months. Uh, and I'm overwhelmed by a lot of things right now, but uh, that's absolutely on the, on the top of the list of, of things that I want to get, get done within the next few months. Hey, that would be good. Ricky's a good guy yeah. to do that with too. He's a real funny guy. Uh, he actually, when he came on here, um, he, uh, <laughs> I didn't know if he was being, like like serious like we me i was doing a, a comedy show mm-hmm. i've done a couple like comedy shows that is like a guiltless comedy show and sponsor it and all that kind of shit uh-huh. and uh when he was on i was like yeah i'm just looking for a host he goes you got one I'm like <laughs> what do you mean he goes i'll host your show like you'll host the comedy show that i've never done before you're just gonna and he did <laughs> nice. he came and hosted it he was awesome that's great yeah he was a, just he's just one of them guys you know I he's love really that. good friends with andre too andre not i've uh, reached out to him. Uh, we have traded messages. We have not made contact yet, so yeah, it's he's still a, on. It's on my list of things to do. Yeah, he's a good dude, and he generally like has been doing that for a while. Like it's it's uh, if you've ever, it's better coming from him, like telling the story about how it got started. It's mm-hmm. it's you know, look that up. It's it's really really good. I don't want to. I, I won't do it justice. But when he told it, it was it was really cool the way he just decided to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ricky's a good dude. Yeah, that's cool. I like all that stuff, man. Yeah, I do. Especially, you know, eight nine months is not a long time. It's no. just not. I'm I'm putting too much pressure on myself uh, because I, I I think it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse at the same time. Where I I'm coming from a show in Phoenix where we had so much success. Yeah, and I want to recapture at least a fraction of that. Um, yeah, why wouldn't and you? And I'm to? Yeah. and I'm not being patient. I'm not. I know it's going to take time. Uh, but anything that I can do to speed up that process, uh, you know, I, I'm going to look look to do it. 
Well, that would be cool. I, I would love to see that. And again, it's just like everybody else. Like I, when everyone comes on, I'm always excited to just keep following and see what else they're doing. So many people have done some, so many cool things, man. People ask me this all the time. They're like, "You're so guest heavy. You're gonna run mm-hmm. out of gas." I'm like, "No, I'm not. There are way too many cool people in this city. Way too many. I haven't even scratched the surface. I have a list this long of people that I want to talk to. Awesome. And yeah, it's just." It's never going to run out. I have repeats all the time, too. They'll just come back on and give me updates. You know, it's and then I just have other people come on like, hey, we already interviewed. Just want to come on, drink beer and bullshit. Yeah. Like, yes, I love that. Yeah. No, there's no shortage of people that are doing things. Are you are you feeling pressure now, though, that you're the number one podcast in Cleveland? Uh, yes. Like you have to keep it going. Honestly, I, I was so I hate saying that I love being nominated. But, man, I never thought that I was going to be. Like when I started it, I never thought that was going to happen. I think it's cool. Yeah. The only thing, the thing that it's helped that I really am excited about is that it's just, it's kind of helped me in being able to get guests, mm-hmm. you know, not that it was really very hard to be perfectly honest. Like I, I, that's not an, I mean, I have, I mean, I have another one on Wednesday. I have, you know, yeah. three scheduled for November. I'm, there's no issue there. It's, it's at this point, I'm just worried. I'm not going to get to everybody. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like, and I don't want to ramp up my release and release multiple weeks. I want each episode to to have its own kind of time, you know, for people to listen to. I feel like if I do let it two, simmer. Yes. I want it to have its chance for people to hear. Yeah. And like, let it sit. That's why I do it a week. That way that has a week by itself. Brand new episode. Right. If I'm doing multiple in a row, it, it, someone will get lost. And I don't want that to happen. I think a week sounds good. I think that's I a too. good. It's a good pace to keep yourself on. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and I just, yeah, I just, I could easily do two or three a week. I, right. I just, I just, I have plenty, you know, I, but then I'm, you're setting a new expectation that been, I, if, I think that I'd get burned out and not in yeah. a bad way where I'm not enjoying it. I'd get burned out where I'm like, now I'm really kind of starting to fuck these up a little bit, Yeah, you know? So, but again, I, I do like this, this pace. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Obviously like my mom, of course, my biggest supporter, mm-hmm. she's like, I cannot believe you're number one. I'm like, well, I don't think everyone in the city voted bomb, but it is nice. Does your mom listen to the entire podcast no. every time? She doesn't listen at all? No, some of them. I'm, I flat out tell her, don't listen to that one. Okay. like it's And she listens to you? She said, okay, I won't? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm like, that's a comic, and we just avoid that one. Gotcha. She's like, got it. All right. But, but you know, like, she knows Andre. Like, me and Andre grew up together. Okay. So, you know, she was so excited to listen to Andre's episode. She's like, it was like listening to you two idiots when you're in fourth grade, just uh. screaming at each other in the yard. That's what it was. So, but yeah, she does listen, but you know, she's my mom. Yeah. You know, she's always going to, I could have a horrible podcast and she'd be like, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mom. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I know you're only eight, nine months into this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, do, do you think in terms of where am I going to, where is this going to be in a year or, or two years or three years? Or are you just like. If I can take something from today and apply it to tomorrow, cool. That's as far as I want to go. Like, like how do you look at that? I think, uh, I think that's it. That's it. I'm not looking much, even though I'm, I'm constantly thinking about the show yeah. and where it stands today. In fact, I was just looking through um, some some notes about the show uh, today, and and that I made when we first started is kind of like a benchmark for for where we are like are we doing this like should we be putting more thought into this and a lot of it is just uh mechanics like 
airing a segment at a certain time? Should we move it to another time? You know, it's just it's just nuts and bolts of the whole thing. But I'm always constantly thinking like that while also trying to to stay as creative as possible and think of, you know, new segments that we can do coming up and what do I want to be doing in the future? So I am putting a, a, a great deal of thought into it. But as far as where do I want to see it go, I think at least where I am right now, I'm not putting a whole lot of uh, energy and effort into that only because I've been doing this so long and I know that when you try to come up with that plan, I've learned that it's not going to go anywhere uh, that, that you think it's going to go. And, and I think I just learned the lesson in March of, of 2020. Yeah. Again, if you asked me, if you told me in March of 2020 that I'd be in, a, in, in Lakewood, uh, you know, doing a podcast in Lakewood and, and talking about uh, my radio show in Q104, I'd be like, what? What what do you mean? Like, hey, how is I, that even possible? I like, get that. I do. It's that, hilarious. That yeah, that's that's, but that's a thing. You know, that's a. Sometimes it's impossible to enjoy the ride if you're looking too far down the road. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's just that's just the way it is. I don't think that there's a wrong answer to that either. I, I really, I, I don't. I I ask it for anyone that comes on because I'm I'm more curious about their. And some people are like I'm super planners, man. I, mm. I see this. I'm not saying I'm going to get there, but I need I need a I need a short term and a long term goal. Yeah. Other people are like, you know what, man? I just kind of like what you said. Like I, if we've learned anything in the last couple of years, it's you know, let, let let's not make make plans, but let's not dwell on them. Let's focus on making sure that today is the best it can be. Yeah. I so. To answer your question, I have no backup plan after this. If uh, if Q104 let me go tomorrow, uh, I have no backup plan. Like, I have no idea what I would do. Like, I've never had any other job. Yeah. I've never done anything else but this. I don't know how to do anything else. Um, if Costco would take me, I would go there. They would uh, take you. I enjoy Costco. <laughs> uh, just I... set up and start doing a show in the middle of Costco. <laughs> <laughs> but I... Even just to work Costco normally, like if I could be uh, the guy that checks the receipts on the way out, um, I would do that. I would be a checker. I'd be a stock person. I would. I would totally do that because I've never had a, a a real job. I've never. Well, you know what? Because you like what you do, so you don't view it as a job. Or nobody will give me the opportunity to do anything else. Well, you could look at it that way. Let's not piece it up. I think the first one's good. I don't want to drive you crazy and send you away with a no one wants to hire you vibe. I just not getting the impression that anybody wants me to do anything else but but what I'm doing. Well, I mean, again, if people yeah, but people want you to do what you're doing. I think that's the that's the takeaway. Not that many people want me to do what I'm doing. They're just allowing me to do what I'm doing. They're just tolerating tomato, tomato. They're you know, tolerating I mean. it. No one's filed any uh, official complaints yet. That's that's what's really happening. Well, it's only Monday. You know, we'll you see. Know, it's not like <laughs> Cleveland's blown away by, by what I'm doing right now. They're not. Well, you know, I, I do, again, I think that Cleveland stays with its people, especially people from the city. I, they do. They support their people. Yeah, I think they're still a little pissed that I left for 20 years. Yeah. I mean, not LeBron pissed, but, you know, they're probably still pretty mad at you. But you came back, and that's what matters. <laughs> that's right you're like you can spin that story too like it was 2020 you guys needed more help and i came back <laughs> that's that that's that's the angle there yeah well where uh where can everybody find your stuff uh let's see 
stuff. See, this is where this is where I'm really bad at uh, promoting myself. No. Um, but uh, obviously, the radio show, which is on uh, Q104, six to ten Monday through Friday. Uh, if you miss that, you can check out the podcast, which is the Q Morning Show on Demand. It's free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Spotify and Apple, it's available on both of those. Yep. Um, and then on social media, at Bill Ryan CLE on Twitter and Instagram, of which I'm uh, embarrassed to say that, that I'm on both platforms and doing horribly on both, but... Uh, I'm trying. Well, you're something right there I'm with me. It's something I'm getting, I'm trying to get better at. You and Morgan got good followings. It's just okay. It's it's just okay. I I mean, I love I love the people that, that Instagram is probably my best. Same. Um, Which is the have, one I enjoy the most. I, I wouldn't say I'm good at it. I have the, the most engaged people on Instagram, and I'm extremely grateful for that. Twitter doesn't seem to care that I'm there at all. Uh, I've had no success gaining any traction on Twitter, uh, especially in um, uh, in Cleveland. And Instagram, the same thing. The majority of my Instagram followers are in Arizona. I don't have that many people following me from Cleveland. So all of my supporters are essentially from Arizona, <laughs> cheering me on from from Arizona. Um you know, and yeah, and Twitter's just, I, I'm trying to interact with people on Twitter. I, I'm apparently not doing it right. I hate Twitter. In fact, <laughs> I do. it's it's a little bit depressing to me that the Northeast uh, Ohio Regional Sewer District has more Twitter followers than I do. Yeah, they're funny, though. Like, they're, they're <laughs> and really, clearly they are, not. they are very witty with their sewers. So I get that. They're one of my yeah. favorite follows. Um, so I need to pay attention to what they're doing. I'm the same, man. I like Instagram. <laughs> That's where I get most of my interactions with anybody. That's how I reach out to people. I mean, Facebook. I mean, they could delete it tomorrow. I wouldn't even care. I had to. Uh, so I stopped using Facebook like in 2017. I never deleted my profile, though. Um, but I, I just never I never went to it. I never updated it. And then when I moved back to Cleveland, um just the the nature of of Q104 in this audience there's there's more listeners are, that are on Facebook uh that listen to Q104 okay. uh, so I got back on Q104 not that it's really helped it it's not like I've gained a bunch of Facebook followers it's just that I'm back on Facebook but I I don't even know what that means I don't I, know what to do except I that, wish we had MySpace I want to go back to that <laughs> cuz you would have that cool song that Fuck would play Yes I would yeah. I would change my song every week and everyone could be like that's what Joe's into this yeah. week the only problem I would have is I've had too many guests and I'd have to rank my friends. <laughs> and someone would come back and be like, I thought we had a good episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, we did. It's just, that was like weeks ago. Right. <laughs> Bill's the new flavor. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, That's great. I, I do appreciate you coming on. I do encourage everyone to please check out, uh, check out Bill, check out uh, Morgan. You'll go follow. You'll just kind of see what they're doing. Um, Check out uh, Q104, obviously. That's also, you can find that on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, definitely go to, uh, you You can go to the Odyssey. You can go to Apple, Spotify. I listen primarily on Apple. I don't know what you, I just, I, Spotify sometimes, but Apple, I just always default to. I just always do. Yeah. Well, the I can see the stats. The majority of people that are listening to our podcast listen from Apple Podcasts. Same. So I can see. Yeah. I, but I, the company requires me to mention that it's free on the Odyssey app, okay. uh, where you can also stream our show. 
uh, in the morning live and the station anytime live. Cool. Yeah. Let's do it. No, everyone, please check that out. I really appreciate you coming. This is exactly. I hope you got out of it exactly that, what I got out of it, man. I had so much fun. Like Good, I said, I, this I, is exactly what I what. This is exactly how I want these to go. I want to talk about what you do, what you've been doing, and then I think anyone that's listening got a pretty good idea, kind of about what you are about as a person, not just somebody that's on the radio. Cool. Yeah, I I had so much fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was great to meet you in person. Oh, cool. Yeah, for sure. Next time uh, you can bring Morgan. You guys can just do your show here. Love it. <laughs> well, that's it. Thanks, everybody.